Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 94, 94, of Season 4 of Movie Off Minute, the daily podcast, where we take a hilarious and poignant journey through the 1989 Billy Crystal Meg Ryan rom-com, One Harry Met Sally, One Minute at a Time. I'm Rob, and joining me today at Docking Bay 94, uh, <laughs> possibly, <laughs> is the uh, newly coined uh, Movies by Minute chronicler. Eric Nash. Welcome back, Eric. Hey, thank you for having me. It's been a treat this, this week that I've been on and hope to hope to be on uh, future shows of yours down the road here. Again. Of course. Why not? I had, had a good time back in the day with uh, what the greatest escape, great escape, right? That's right. We did the great escape. We had we had a very, very interesting week then also. And, uh, you know, this this week, you know, we we. we we got uh, you know the tail end of the movie and uh, parts of the credits, so so uh, I appreciate you you uh, you know taking the time to, to to be a part of that also. Oh yeah, you thank know, you. As as someone who's done movies by minute uh, you know stuff before, you know that the the, the, the credits aren't always as interesting <laughs> as the movie itself, but you still can find interesting things to to talk about with the credits, or at least I can. <laughs> you know, because because I don't know enough about the the, the background of with uh you know things that are done in the background in, in movies so mm-hmm. you know you, you learn a lot from that uh, at least at least i think you do uh some people so, i don't know <laughs> right actually you know what you were actually on the same very minute the very same minute yeah. of the greatest game you were on 91 through 95 mm-hmm. so hey that that's really interesting i, I didn't even notice that till till right now you know, it, what a strange coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it, it's something I kind of, I've, I feel like I've noticed before as well uh, that uh, I just happened to, you know, if, if, if the minutes I, I feel like are something I like, I, I actually will, I've, I've, I've done the same minutes for, a, 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 you know, uh, any one host multiple shows. Before. Right. No, but this was this was purely coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that I said, "Oh, Eric was great on The Great Escape between '91 and '95." That's yeah. what I'm going to give him this time. No, <laughs> it just was random. I was like, "Okay, Eric, why don't you take these minutes?" And you know, up until this this moment, I did not even realize that uh, I had done the same. I mean, I sometimes have that with movies. I'll be watching a movie. I I, I keep a list of of like when I watch movies. Like if I watch a movie today. So then I'll look up when you know what were all the other dates that I watched that same movie on. Oh yeah. And sometimes it'll come out that I watched the same movie like nine years ago on the same day. You know, yeah. just like randomly, not even something that I, that I've done on purpose or anything like that. Um, so that that that's always, you know like I can always I can always go back and say okay on this particular day what movies did I watch, you know, and, and find that answer. So. I, I find that always fascinating for me. Minute 94 begins with the second gaffer's credit and ends with the autumn in New York credit. So yesterday we ended the movie, basically, started talking about the credits. Today we're continuing to talk about the credits. Um, and it starts off with the second gaffer, Kevin Kelly. Right. So I was very curious over what a gaffer is. Do you know what a gaffer is? Um, I, I feel like it has something to do with electrical. Okay. Is that right? Yes. It is the chief lighting technician. Yeah, it's I the guess. head electrician, basically. Um, responsible for the execution of the lighting plan for the production. Um, and the assistant of the gaffer is known as the 
best boy, which we shall get to. We'll get there. Um, you know, there's, so there's a whole bunch of things about uh, the, the the term gaffer that I wanted to, you know, that I, I actually looked up what is the etymology of the word gaffer? Because it's not really a word that you use uh, in normal English. Like, I've never used that in a sentence that has nothing to do with, you know, the chief electrician of a movie. Uh, have you? No, no. Right. So um, there, there's a whole bunch of theories as to where the, 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 the name or the term gaffer comes from. One is that it actually um, comes from uh, overhead equipment, the re- removing of overhead equipment or, or something that they would do in like Shakespeare era theaters, you know, where they had this long pole with, that had a uh, grappling hook on it. And that is known right. as a gaff, like a, a yeah. gaff, gaff stick, you know, that type of thing. Um, another uh, potential uh, explanation is that it, it's a contraction of the word godfather. And uh, usually it's a type of, it's what people would call like an elderly man or someone whose position entitled them to respect. And then you have the, the female version of it is a gammer. So you have the gaffer and the gammer, which is like a god, godmother, godfather, that type of thing. Yeah, yeah, the F and father and the M and mother, yeah. Yeah, right. So there's there's a play from 1575 known as Gammer Girton's Needle, uh, which uh, uses these words. You know, they refer to the the gaffer and the gammer. Hmm. Um, sometimes it could be referred to as as something that's a master or a governor. And they, it, as of uh, 1841, they started calling it, it was the foreman uh, or the supervisor of workmen and things like that. They were known as the gaffer. Um, so, yeah, they're basically responsible to manage all the lighting and uh, anything that's related to that with labor and lighting instruments and electrical equipment. Um, they, they basically work under the DP. And in TV, they work under what's known as the lighting director, the LD. Uh, you also have what's known as a, a gaffer tape, yeah. right? which is a, uh, a closed-back adhesive tape that's used within the, the movie and the TV industry um, in order to keep things, uh, you know, in place. Mm-hmm. Um Right. And then be, be, below that, you have what's known as the best boy, as I mentioned earlier. So we're, we're going to come up shortly to, to that credit because, again, it doesn't make sense that the, the best boy is not right under the, yeah. <laughs> you know, the gaffer, if that's his assistant. Um, again, I don't know how they choose sometimes, you know, how to, to where to put people on these lists, you know, when you're doing the credits. You know, sometimes they're random. Sometimes maybe it has to do with the unions. I don't know. Um, I, I know that, that, that when it comes to to people who are, you know, above the line, whether you're talking about producers and stuff like that, that's stuff that's in their contract. It says, like, where, they're, where they'll be listed in the credits. You know, that, um, you know, my, my guest from last week, Dana Nachman, uh, I think it was, I think it was during Plain Strange and Automobile. She and I discussed it. You know, she's a, a documentary director. So she explained to me a lot of the different things of how, you know, how that, how that works. So, you know, she said it's something that you make sure is in your contract, you know, that where your credit is listed, both either at the beginning of, of the movie or TV show or at the end. 
you know, depending on, you know, what your role is and things like that. So then you have what's known as, you know, they, they go through all these other different credits here. You know, you have, you know, the different assistants and uh, production coordinators and, you know, in what was really funny is listening to the, the commentary, you, you have them just throwing out, they're basically giving shout outs to people. You know, you have like production secretaries and it says Shell Hecht. So yeah. Rob Reiner says this movie would not have been, been made without Shell. You know, things like that. I, I don't know what she did, you know, uh, but I just found it really funny. And then uh, you you have, you know, the, the, the different editors and the mixers and the sound editor. And, you know, you have all the, the people doing all the recordings and stuff like that. But what what's what what really gets me every time is you know the that you know when when they're going through the list of all these different people you know when we look at them we just see a list of hundreds of names they don't they don't really mean very much to us but someone who's in the production themselves you know when they see these names so they you know they know who they are and therefore it 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 means it's so much more meaningful for the people who are in the movie industry or TV industry, depending on where the credits are, you know, when you see the names, because then you see the names of the people that, 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 you know, you know, whether it's, whether you're going to be using their, their, uh, their real name or using their, you know, a nickname or something like that, mm. you know, so that, uh, it always, it always, uh, gets me when I, when I, you know, hear that, you know, when they mention the best boy, so Rob Reiner says to Billy Crystal, hey, why don't you explain to people what the best boy is? Because he, he goes, in, in my opinion, you're the best boy or something like that. You know, so the, the, as, as I mentioned earlier, the best boy is also, he's basically the, um, the assistant to, uh, to the gaffer, uh, which is, the, there's actually three different types of best boys. Uh, sorry, two different types of best boy. There are two different types of best boys. There's the best boy electric and best boy grip. And these are the assistants to the department heads. You have the assistant to the gaffer and the assistant to the key grip, who's in charge of the lighting and rigging. And the best boy acts as the foreman for the department. You know, if it's a woman who's taking that uh, job, then it's known as a best girl. I just always find it really funny that you would call it best boy. As opposed to like giving it a giving it a real type of name, just sounds really, um, I don't know, juvenile to call it that. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's you know just something to to make them feel better or something. Or, because you're you know, the best like boy. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, no, it's just, it's a strange, you know, uh, thing. I tried figuring out where the, the, this actually term comes from. It, basically what, what I found was, is that it, it originated as a term for the master's most able apprentice, yeah. or it was used sometimes on, on uh, ships or the ship's crew. And the, the earliest known phrase of using the term is in 1931. You have the, uh, an article in the Albuquerque journal that says among the electricians, the department head is the gaffer, and his first assistant is the best boy. So they say also sometimes that the best boy is credited as the assistant chief night lighting technician. So I don't know. It just uh, for me, it's a little strange. But, but my, my favorite uh, best boy type credit in a movie is from Airplane Two, the sequel. 
you have uh, you know, they have best boy, and then the next line says worst boy, and they wrote in there uh, Adolf Hitler. <laughs> you know. Yeah, <laughs> he was the worst boy. Yes, that is true. Um, and you know, then they they also have uh, credits here for publicists. Mm-hmm. So like, I was I was really curious. They have, they have two publicists list, listed here, and I, I was one of them is Nancy Seltzer. And associates, and the other one is Wilkinson Lipson. So I, I tried looking at both of them, and you know, I, I found some interesting things about it, like the different types of the different movies that Nancy Seltzer and, and associates are listed in IMDb. They have fourteen different movies that they were the publicists for, including Shawshank, A Few Good Men, uh, Amadeus, um, uh, Misery. When Harry Met Sally, Philadelphia, The Unbearable Lightness of Being, uh, what else? Uh, Dead Man Walking, State of Grace, North, and then uh, Last Exit to Brooklyn. Those are the ones that I found. There, there are a few others, but there were not things that I've, I've ever even heard of, so I didn't even uh, mention them. Uh, Amos and Andrew, sorry, that was another one also. With so a the, few of Rob Reiner's yeah, yeah. movies. Yeah, so... So what do you think a publicist does uh, from a movie perspective? Like, what's their job? Um, I have to imagine, I mean, like, kind of, like, somewhat related, like, to marketing. I mean, it kind of gets, you know, getting the word out about the movie, about the, you know, about and about the, the uh, cast and crew. I mean, their, their, uh, roles in it, uh, getting the word out about, hey, this is a Rob Reiner movie. Everyone should go see it. <laughs> or... Right. Okay. More or less. You're right. I mean, yeah. basically, they're, they're the, in, in, a, in, a, in short, their job is to get the cri- critics talking. That's what they need to do. They need to get people to start talking about this movie, you know, that, that, that people will want to go see this movie. You know, they do all the, the media coverage. Um, yeah. So therefore, they have to have good relationships with the with different journalists and critics and stuff like that. They create the, the press packets, uh, which usually has like uh, film synopsis, production notes, uh, cast and crew credits, biographies, stills, you know, the, the whole press kit that you mm-hmm. normally give out and stuff like that. They, 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 they're the ones who organize and schedule uh, press screenings. Um, you know, sometimes they'll, they'll invite the journalists to come to the, to, to the set while things are being shot. In, in order to, uh, you know, to, to get more popularity about the whole thing. Mm. So the second production company, the Wilkinson Lipsman, again, I couldn't find very much about them uh, besides the fact that they have only three credits in, in IMDb. One is, the first one is City Slickers, When Harry Met Sally, and Mr. Saturday Night, which no, basically tells Crystal. me <laughs> that these are all related to Billy Crystal. This is maybe his personal publicist. The group, I don't know. Um, I tried finding information about either of them, like nowadays, but I, I I wasn't able to find anything. You know about like about their addresses or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Nancy Seltzer, it's it's located in New York. That, that was all I was able to find. Uh, it's it's and their office is a it says a one minute walk from the Museum of Arts and Design. I don't know why it would actually say that, but 
Okay. <laughs> I guess so. Then again, it continues with, with more credits. We, we get, uh, you know, the, we actually get some, some of the credits of, of the songs. Okay. Did, did you notice how many songs there, there are listed in this, in today's oh. credit? No. Cause this movie actually has a lot of songs. Yeah. Yeah, I've certainly looked at like the soundtrack listing, like from Wikipedia, what they indicate. Right. Seems like a lot. <laughs> right. And I also but I'm used to a lot with Almost Famous, though. Ah, that's true. Also, that's a good point. How many did they have in Almost Famous? Do you remember? Oh, it's it's like fifty plus. Wow. Yeah, because because I mean sometimes there's just a song that plays for like less than five seconds. So. Right. So they have here eleven and a half credits basically for 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 uh, songs. Um, you basically have uh, It Had to Be You, Our Love Is Here to Stay, Don't Pull Your Love, Ramblin' Man, Right Time of the Night, Let's Call the Whole Thing Off, When or Where, Ladies Lunch, The Tables Have Turned, But Not For Me, Plain Q, uh, and La Marseille, which is, is actually a credit from uh, Casablanca. You know, it's I found it interesting that they here they are crediting music in a movie that the characters are watching. Yeah. You know, and then the the final one is uh, which gets cut off. We just see the first words of it is "Autumn in New York." So, is there anything else you want to say about the, today's credits before uh, before we we don't get into the script because there is no script? We ended that yesterday. Um, but before we get into today's segments, anything else? Um, well, I guess just. Again, with the, the just the songs here, you know, I mean, the the at least the couple uses of uh, Gershwin's mm-hmm. of their uh, songs, and and certainly George, I, I've been a big fan of him ever since. Like, um, you know, I, w- I won't. <laughs> it's, it's not going to be part of uh, what I say later uh, for my uh, top five, but um, uh, when I saw as as a kid, I don't know, <laughs> early teens, maybe at the <laughs> at the latest, but. Um, uh, Manhattan Woody Allen movie um, and and the usage of uh, 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 Rhapsody in Blue. Mm-hmm. In that. That's yeah. that's just that's essentially been my favorite, somewhat classic, classical that is um, classical but very jazz, um, in, in the in the vein of jazz, more classical big big orchestra setting. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite pieces of music oh, wow. for a long time. That's very cool. Yeah, that's really cool. All right. So every Thursday we have a segment called Off the Beaten Track um, Dating Courting Edition where my guests will give some sort of uh, anecdote, story, adventure, misadventure, or something that happened to them over the course of their life that is somewhat related to dating or courting. So, Eric, you have another story for us? Or a continuation? Yeah, so it's, it's or simply, part two? Yes, yeah. Part two of really, the that's, that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> just a continuation. And, and you know, and the thing is, is that, you know, uh, uh, until um, uh, meeting um, my fiance, um, the way I the way I did, uh, as I described the other day, um, you know, I, I really didn't, you know, have long term relationships prior to this. I, I dated a little bit here and there, but, uh, you know, no, never not, not anything really steady. Um, but, um, you know. And and the crazy, even the crazier thing with her is that you know we really didn't date when we kind of started uh, uh, seeing each other, so to speak, uh, get, getting involved, getting starting up a relationship. Well, because you guys uh, were working together, the, <laughs> you yeah, got to talk but, all day at work. But but the the one of and what some I consider 
our first date, we, we, we kind of jokingly refer to it as our first um, or one of our first um, times that we were uh, with each other and not at the, at the store. It was actually at another store, a comic book shop. <laughs> you know, she, she kind of was trying to hit to me. Hey, I kind of I like you, <laughs> you know, in that special way uh, by saying, you know, what are you what are you doing after work today? Uh, oh, I'm going to I'm stopping by the comic shop. Like, ah, can, I, can I you might I go to. <laughs> so, you know, just just hanging out there for, you know, a little bit um, and just getting to know each other a little bit more outside of the purview of, of the old the old workplace that we had. All right. Finding out what she likes met. between Marvel um, and DC and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then, and then, just the continuation of that is that you know, hey, we we, we still don't we still don't kind of do the, the more typical romantic stuff, but you know, you know, dinners out, uh, we're, we're a little more homebodies, but we do like to do the one thing uh, out in the world, in, in in a big crowd, so to speak, is is uh, going to uh, Disney World. Um, we, we did that uh, twice last year, and we're essentially doing it again twice this year. Uh, we are we have uh, uh, our next one planned here soon to Disney World, but then the, but then the second one for this year actually isn't Disney World anymore. And those those, those have all been family events really too. But then our uh, uh, final one at the end of this year, our fourth uh, trip out is to Disneyland, and that's just going to be the two of us for our for our honeymoon, just the week or two after we get married in December. Oh wow! Wait, you being able to go to Galaxy's Edge or just uh, you know, is it is that the well, goal? No, no, the, the the whole the whole parks, you know, yeah, yeah, because because she does not do anything small, you know. We you know, uh, there, there only been one time prior to this relationship that I had been to uh, Disney World, and I had only done just a Hollywood Studio one day and and, and Magic Kingdom the other, and didn't even get to the other two parks on on that trip from five six years ago, whatever it was now, but. Um, but yeah, we, 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 we almost always visit all the parks, you know, um, we, we did, we did the second one last time we didn't do animal kingdom, but, um, so that, that's something to be a highlight to get back there this time and, 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 uh, maybe even touch the rhinos up close and personal with rhinos this time. We're going to try and get, wow, that's really that'll cool. Be, that'll be fun for our boys. Very cool. All right. Thank you for that story. That's great. Yeah. Thank you. All right. So because you won't be joining us tomorrow, so yeah. we'll, we'll, you know, skip ahead a little bit and, uh, you know, you can still do Friday's, uh, uh, segment. So on every yeah. Friday, we do a segment called weekend romance where my guests will give their top five, uh, romantic comedies. So Eric, yeah. what have you got for us on that one? And it, as you've heard me uh, mention a uh, Wikipedia a few times already. Uh, so this is the one last time I'll say it. Uh, I got, I got, I came up with a list of what I wanted to look over to see, uh, to try and figure out, uh, what uh, romantic comedy films I've seen is their list of romantic comedy films. Um, and so I came up with, uh, I do have definitely a couple, uh, uh, um, what do you call it when you have a couple extras, um, honorable mentions, it's like uh, risky business and splash. Okay. And, uh, Jerry, Jerry Maguire. Um, and so, oh, and silver linings playbook too. Yeah. Um, but, uh, my number five would be groundhog day actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the graduate, uh, then um, high fidelity. So definitely getting much more into the music that I that I'm much more generally. Why does that not surprise me? <laughs> high fidelity, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then number two will be this one, when Harry met Sally. So once again, you might kind of guess what number one is going to be is Princess Bride. Yeah. Oh, you're just copying the other list. <laughs> if only, if only uh, Billy Crystal had been in uh, High Fidelity. Yeah. 
You know, he that would have been yeah, uh, right. <laughs> that's top three for him. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's a that's a great list. Thank you very much for for that. Yeah, thank you. Uh, once again, everyone can come back on on uh, Saturday and listen to the tally, you know, of, of all of these three segments that we've been doing, you know, Meg Ryan Monday, Harry Burns Day, and Weekend Romance. Tomorrow I will have my, my final guest who will who will give his rendition of the stuff. And then on Saturday, I'll, I'll, I'll be back here with, uh, with my co-closer, Jay Cluett from the Conair podcast and from the uh, Deep Blue Sea podcast. So he'll, you know, he, he'll, he'll be with, here with me to, to go over the tallying of all of these things. Uh, so Eric, did, is there anything else you want to say about the Win Iron Tally in general? Oh yeah. I mean, like, obviously it's, it's, it's high up there for me as a rom-com. And I mean, when, whenever anyone talks about rom-coms generally, you know, what I can recall, I mean, it's, it's this is the one I really think about, you know, um, more than the Prince's Bride on my list. <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause, cause, cause I mean, like I said, I just went to Wikipedia and saw what they had listed and went by that. Okay, what are my favorites out of this list? You know, mm-hmm. or what have I even seen is what I came up with first. Um, um, but um, you know, because because that's that's so much so fantasy is is it's really it's other big genre, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 just the one go to. I mean, like I, I generally I'm not in general just the idea of rom coms aren't that's that's not a thing. Oh yeah, I'm a rom com fan. No, that's not something I would say, but. It's, I'll say it just like just like I'm not a big fan of country music, but I like Johnny Cash and Die Part and Willie Nelson. Okay, that's fair. Patsy Klein. Have you ever seen Walk the know, Line? But uh, yeah, oh yeah, I remember when that came out and I enjoyed that pretty well. Yeah, that, yeah. that's a great uh, thing all about Johnny yeah. Cash's music. Yeah. All right, great. So Eric, thank you very much uh, for joining me uh, this week. Do you want to, for one last time, tell people where they can find Eric Nash? Yeah, well, I mean, definitely. I just want to plug plug out the uh, plug the uh, uh, thing I, that, that you've been so nice and giving me something of a title for. Um, uh, definitely, uh, everyone should check out moviesbyminutes.com um, to, to find a ton of great movies uh, or shows that uh, cover these movies in, in these ways. Um, and I've I've got I'm, my couple of my shows are on there and. And uh, watch my minute, an almost famous minute, and but check out a ton of the others. Hopefully, all right, everyone should do. Great, thank you very much for that. And while you're doing that, you can go rate, review, and subscribe on any podcast you might be using to listen to this show. And finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for Movie Around Minute. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter, and you can find me on my website, MovieAroundMinute.com. So until tomorrow, I'll have what she's having. I'll have what she's having. Gave me a thrill With all your faults I love you still It had to be you Wonderful you Had to be you